Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I want to hear cannons. Outfield, pull up, ball to the five, touchdown Tampa Bay. My heavens, does it again. Fire the cannons, Bucks. It's first and gone. That's picked up. That's picked up. And who else brought that Barber? And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers may ride to the Super Bowl with that one. Third down, 18. Dropping down and looking down and looking down. Those up with a hands in the side. Derek Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 25. He's gone. Derek Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And there the cannons go. Fire them. Keep on firing them. Keep on firing them. Hello and welcome to an abbreviated episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Happy holidays to you. I am your host, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, from BucksNation.com, Evan Wanish. Today, we are looking ahead to this week's game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 7-7 seven and seven and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are also at the top of their division and fighting for their postseason lives, as we know how tough that AFC playoff picture is. But a, a pretty big game this weekend for both of these teams. And the biggest news of the week, Evan, is Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence clearing concussion protocol, taking the trip with Jacksonville down to Tampa, and it uh, seems like he's going to start in a crucial game this week for Jacksonville against the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at two different teams that are going in two completely different directions. Um, the Buccaneers, obviously winners of their last three, won three straight. The Jaguars have lost three straight. So uh, two teams that are just going in completely opposite directions right now. And like you said, I mean, I would say probably, you know, just because of what I just said, Jacksonville probably needs to win more than Tampa Bay does because really the games that matter for Tampa Bay are the next two right after this one, you know, against New Orleans, against Carolina, against, you know, those division opponents. Those are the ones that matter the most. But, you know, every game still counts in the win column. So uh, you're going to look to I think this is the type of game to maybe not the, the the final score, but maybe show that like, okay, you can hang with a, a decent football team. Like the Jaguars, I think, are still a good football team. They have been struggling, but I do think they're still a good team. And sure, the Buccaneers have won three straight, but it was the Panthers, Falcons, who <laughs> the team that the Panthers beat the very next week, and then the, and, and then the Green Bay Packers. So uh, I, I think you want to prove to the fan base that, you know, you, you can hang with this team. And even if you do lose, have be a competitive close game because when the Buccaneers have played good teams this season, it hasn't always been that close. So I think that's important to uh, keep riding that momentum and hopefully, you know, give the home crowd uh, something to cheer about after two straight weeks on the road. On the injury front, the Bucs come into this one, probably the healthiest they have been all year. Wide receiver Raheem Jarrett is the only one officially ruled out. Now, Antoine Winfield Jr. listed as questionable with a calf injury. They have been keeping an eye on him all week at practice. He did not practice Friday so I think he'll be a game-time decision, but my, my gut opinion says he'll probably give it a go. So the fact that the Bucks come into this one as healthy as they are is another good sign as to where this Bucks team is trending as, as they are just a few short weeks away from the postseason. Speaking of the postseason, just an update on that as well, if I'm not mistaken, Evan, with New Orleans falling to the Rams on Thursday night football, I believe now any two victories on the year should be enough to secure the NFC South for Tampa Bay. Is that true? 
Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they cannot clinch this weekend. Uh, there is no scenario where Tampa Bay can clinch the NFC South this weekend uh, with a win or a loss. Uh, it does not really matter what, what happens. They can't clinch. But um, I do believe, especially, I mean, if you beat New Orleans next week, um, I, I do believe that, yeah, any two victories, especially if it's the one one of them is against New Orleans, should wrap up the, the NFC South. It, it really helped, obviously, with the Saints losing to the Rams, also with the Falcons losing to the Panthers. The, those two uh, losses by those two teams are what really have put the Buccaneers in a great position to to be able to clinch the NFC South for a third straight season. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on defense, before we talk about the other side of the football, wanted to get your thoughts and expectations for what this defense is going to be facing because it's obviously a huge development with Trevor Lawrence out there with Jacksonville. It keeps things consistent for them. They don't really have to bring many new wrinkles into the offensive playbook like they would have possibly had to do for C.J. Beathard if that's who the Bucs were going to end up facing. But Trevor Lawrence has played through injury a lot this year, and it hasn't always been good. So mm-hmm. it, this could go one of two ways for him. But realistically, what do you expect to see from Lawrence, from Jacksonville, and you know what do you want to see from this Bucks defense this week? Yeah, I mean, as far as Jacksonville goes, I have to imagine they're going to try and keep it as simple as possible. Um, not really force it because you also got to remember, yeah, Trevor Lawrence injured his ankle a few weeks ago. Uh, so his ankle, there were some thoughts about maybe he would miss a couple of weeks. So that, that, uh, the ankle is not one hundred percent. Yeah, that first game so, after the ankle injury, he came back yeah. through three picks, and they and they yeah. lost that week. Yeah, so um, you know the the ankles there, and then you know not only that, the concussion, and uh, so yeah, he's not one hundred percent healthy. I just don't think that Jacksonville is going to want to put him in many positions uh, that like are, are forcing him to make that many difficult throws, forcing him to make off balance throws. So I, I don't really know how much movement you're going to see, right? Like getting him outside the pocket and stuff. So I, I think it's important for, I, I think tackling is going to be pretty important in this game for, for Tampa. And uh, you know, obviously Calvin Ridley, a great football player. Um, they got a couple, you know, Travis Etienne, he can hurt you in the pass game and the run game. I, I think tackling uh, is going to be a big key here. So that's what I'm looking for out, out of the Bucks defense. Now, Jacksonville, Jacksonville's offensive line has struggled uh, so far this season. I would like to see the pass rush, you know, show a little bit more life here, uh, especially after against Green Bay. Like that was the one complaint you sort of had about the the game was that like yeah, Jordan Love most of the time had a lot of time. So I do think this pass rush is going to have to come alive here. And hopefully with Lawrence maybe being a little bit limited, you know, mobility wise, maybe you can keep him in the pocket. He doesn't easily escape and you're able to get a sack or two that way. So uh, I think tackling and getting being able to generate that pressure with four guys is something that I'm looking for this week from the Bucks defense. Jacksonville tight end Evan Ingram is a guy I'm going to be keeping a close eye on, but we talk about the pass rush and just to reiterate what you said, the usual suspects there, right? The guys that we have talked about week in and week out, you're going to expect to show up. Now that they are full-time starters, Kalijah Kansi, Yaya Diaby, obviously at the top of that list, but Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett on that list as well. It's going to be an interesting matchup here this week, but for the Bucs on the other side of the football, I wanted to talk about what Jacksonville has on defense, and I wanted to talk about the outside linebackers, Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. That's going to be a pretty tough test for uh, Luke Gedeke and Tristan Wirfs, who you know, we have talked about Tristan Wirfs playing through injury and Luke Gedeke looking more and more like a solid NFL starter at right tackle. But again, just another tough test for them this week and a Jacksonville team that's going to be playing their asses off, quite frankly. 
Yeah, I, I do actually think this is a, a tough test. Uh, Josh Allen is a terrific football player. Um, he was uh, obviously, you know, the sixth overall pick, one pick after Devin White. So uh, he was clearly, I think, worth that draft pick. And uh, look, I mean, I'm going to be honest, like Tristan Wirfs has struggled uh, since he, he got injured. Like he hasn't, no, he hasn't been, you know, god awful, but he hasn't been the same level of play that you're expecting from Tristan Wirfs. And that is an all pro, you know, all world type tackle. And he just hasn't really been that lately. So I do know that, yeah, the injury, he's not 100%. But at the same time, at, it, it we're, Christmas Eve, folks, like nobody's 100% in the NFL, like nobody. So uh, you got to find a way to play through injury and, uh, you know, be able to to protect the quarterback. Because I think, again, on the Bucks offensive side of the ball, you know, the offensive line is a big key uh, for success this week as well, protecting Baker Mayfield, being able to run the ball effectively. And I think the offensive line plays a big role in, in both of those things. The Buccaneers offense, obviously a huge part of some of these wins here over the last three weeks. Baker Mayfield and solid quarterback play is another big reason for that. A perfect passer rating last week in Lambeau and a historic performance. Do you think that momentum continues? Because we talk a lot about how the Jaguars are a solid football team, which they are, and the Bucs are not in a position to be looking past any team in the NFL, but the injuries. It has been said that this game could very well be a war of attrition just as far as who's available and who's ready to make plays. And when you look at the Jags all over that roster, they are just scattered with injuries. Got a lot of guys out for the year. Some other guys playing banged up already. So for Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield, really, I mean, does the momentum continue this week? Yeah, well, I, I'm not expecting him to go out and throw for nearly 400 yards and, and a perfect passer rating again. I'm not expecting that. I don't think that's fair out of, you know, for Bucks fans to expect that out of Baker Mayfield every week. Uh, you know, I, I'm just looking for a middle ground between the Green Bay game and then what we saw against Carolina and Atlanta. Look, folks, like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And I know there's been a lot of people, you know, talking about Baker Mayfield and talking about, you know, what I've said about Baker Mayfield and stuff like he wasn't that good against Carolina and he wasn't that good against Atlanta. Like, yeah, the Bucs won both games, but he wasn't that good. Didn't he make some late throws at times? Sure. You know, especially in the Atlanta game, obviously the two big ones, which essentially saved their season. Because I think even if they would have beaten Green Bay last week, if Baker Mayfield doesn't make those two throws in Atlanta, I don't think the win against Green Bay really means anything because it would still be a pretty uphill battle um to win the south but uh, i do think you know you're looking for that middle ground of not really perfection i don't think that's fair uh but also i think you're looking for the middle ground of perfection versus improvement from the previous two weeks so yeah i'm looking for you know a clean game obviously he didn't he did have the turnover against green bay but uh you know you're hoping for a, a clean game where he really doesn't even put the ball in harm's way much which he didn't against green bay the, the the turnover was a fumble uh obviously holding on to the ball has been an issue for him throughout the season so hopefully you can stay on rhythm get the ball out quick get it to your playmakers they got chris godwin plenty involved last week hopefully they can get both mike Evans and then Chris Godwin evolved. I've been loving the way they've been using Rashad White in the passing game. I think it is perfect for his type of skill set. So getting him involved consistently in the passing game as well. Uh, and then, like I said, I, I think being able to run the ball will help Baker Mayfield because, I mean, even when he took you know the Browns to the playoffs in 2020, like he had a really good running game that helped. He doesn't have to throw the ball 40 plus times because, you know, you can ask Tom Brady to do that, right? You can ask the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen, the Jalen Hurts. Like you can ask those guys to do that. Not every time, but you can ask them to do that, right? I think it's 
Kane Baker may be able to throw the ball 40 plus times. That's not a recipe for success for the way this Bucks offense is built and the way Baker Mayfield is as a player. I just don't think that's the, the greatest success. That also shows to me that you're down for most of the game if he's throwing it that many times. So uh, I, I'm, I am looking for not a repeat performance of Green Bay, but just consistently playing consistently good football. Not great because last week he was great, right? If he does that again, fantastic. Like more power to him, but he can't really expect that week to week from him. Yeah, I think it's going to be another good week for the Buccaneers throwing the football, honestly. The Jags come into this ranked They're, they're hot. They're, they're, the entire offense is just hot, man. They're it, looking at the right time. Yeah, it, exactly. Jaguars come into this one ranked 29th in the NFL in passing defense, allowing 256.6 passing yards a game, which is, you know, towards the bottom. But let's not forget the Bucs ranked 31, allowing 263.9 <laughs> passing yards per game. So uh, depending on what kind of Trevor Lawrence we see, this could be a high-scoring game. But I, I do like the offensive efficiency. I think the Bucs are clicking at the right time. And the entire team knows what this game potentially means. I, I think a lot of people are looking at this game to figure out if the Bucs are really what they think they are this time of year. You know, I, I said a lot of things about this football team about a month ago when they were coming off of just a terrible terrible stretch of games there in the middle of the season I think losing six out of their last seven you know that was tough to swallow after a three and one start it really was but this team has shown me week in and week out especially last week against Green Bay the fashion that they went out there and won that game I know Green Bay is probably not a better football team than Jacksonville especially when you have a healthy Trevor Lawrence but I think it's going to go a long way as to how they play this Jacksonville team. Because as we have brought up, every time they've played a tougher team this year, it seems like they falter. It seems like they beat themselves. It seems like they just look inferior in more ways than one. And, and this week, they simply cannot allow that to happen. Both teams know what's on the line, but the Bucs especially, they want to prove that they're going to be one of the hotter teams in the NFL headed into the playoffs. So I, I think it's a good week passing the football and I like a Mike Evans touchdown this week in front of the Tampa Bay crowd. We'll fire the cannons for big number 13. All right, so this is an abbreviated show, and uh, I was going to get around to that. I know it's not as long as our normal game previews. We didn't quite get into uh, as much detail as we normally do, but I don't know if you guys have uh, have heard, but it is the holidays. And, you know, we just kind of got really? busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so I have heard. Uh, that's what I have been told. That's what the music on the radio is telling me is that it is really, re really quick since it's the holiday season. And this is we're going to get into predictions. But uh, if you could have one and I believe they asked Todd Bowles this right reporters asked Todd Bowles this or whatever. And he gave like, oh, win the next three and then win the like, OK, whatever, obviously. But like, OK, if you could have one Christmas wish right for this Buccaneers team. Right. Not necessarily doesn't have to be win oh win the Super Bowl, right? But if you could have one Christmas wish for this Buccaneers team, what would it be? It could be an individual player playing better, it can be the team winning a game, it could be, you know, it could be anything. If you had one Christmas wish for this Buccaneers team, what would it be? Franchise quarterback. According to some, they have it. So you know, I know a lot of people are probably gonna be upset and they might might they might react a little harshly to that statement, but you know, at the end of the day, we don't know with Baker Mayfield. We don't. And that's why we have the conversation week in and week out of if he's the guy or not. There are still people commenting and telling us why we were right or wrong on a podcast that we did almost two weeks ago because Baker Mayfield is that divisive. And we just don't know. If I had a player at the quarterback position that I knew the Bucs were going to have for 20 years, like let's just say Tom Brady, if we yeah, knew. 20 years. Let, 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 let's say 10. 
20 years is a lot. 20? It, it's a lot, but that's lot. It, it is a lot. Like, wouldn't that be Patrick awesome? Mahomes isn't going to be playing football for 20 years. Mm. I, don't know. I don't know. Especially, it all depends on the style, right? Brady could play 20 years because he was a pure pocket passer. Like, he wasn't taking hit after hit after hit. You know, if you get a Jaden Daniels or whatever, or Caleb Williams, who's going to be taking the hits, like, you know, you're not going to play as long. I just, I want a franchise quarterback that the rest of the NFL, even the casuals, can look at and be like, all right, that's our guy. You know what I mean? Because... People mm-hmm. are going to argue about Baker Mayfield six ways from Sunday. Like, it, it's just, it's going to be an argument. Even if the Bucks decide to sign him to a contract extension, which I think he deserves, it's still going to be a conversation that we're going to have. And some people are not going to be happy about it. They're going to pout and they're going to complain because they didn't want Baker to be the guy. And that's fine. They're allowed to have that opinion. But I would like a franchise quarterback that no questions, no ifs, ands, or buts. That's the guy in every single year you build your team around him. You know, the, that's the consistency that I don't think the Bucks have ever had in the history of the franchise, aside from the three seasons that, you know, we had uh, we had Tom Brady. So and even it, in those three seasons. And it, it's different when you draft a guy, too. Like, like Tom Brady was great or whatever, and he was technically, sure, a franchise quarterback, but, like, but you, you know all knew was, that was temporary, right? Like, yes. he was a free agent. Like, it, it's different when you draft a guy and you see that guy develop from one year to the next to the next and just become this just star, right? Um, that's different. And and that what you're describing, the Buccaneers have never had in their franchise. Like, never. Yeah. There's a reason that a... The quarterback, a quarterback that the Buccaneers have drafted, don't matter if it's round one or if it's round seven, a quarterback that the Buccaneers have drafted has never received a second contract from the team. Never. They've never signed a second contract. So there's a reason for that. It's because they haven't found a guy worth it. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think uh, you're not wrong with the the franchise quarterback wish. I would wish for an elite pass rusher. How about that? I'll take the side of the Baker Mayfield, uh, the Baker Mayfield fan club, and, uh, wow. you know, I'll just say, like, if, if I had to choose choose one thing right now for this specific team, right, for this specific team, I'm, I'm talking about this specific, maybe, you know, 10 years, if we're talking the next 10 years, sure, franchise quarterback, whatever. But, like, for this specific team, I think they would benefit greatly from having, like, in, in an elite, like, elite, elite pass rusher. You like Baker Mayfield, don't you? Oh, I, <laughs> apparently I hate him. You know, people, I, I. I say to people that I, I like them. I like Baker. I like Baker the person. I like Baker the football player just because I don't think he's, you know, God almighty. Um, I, I guess, uh, I guess I, I, I despise him, but yeah. Let's do some score predictions and wrap this thing up. I think it's a good week for the offense. I, I don't, I don't want to overexcite myself I I don't want to set myself up for failure because when I have had this feeling that I feel right now about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season every single time they have gone out and they have crapped the bed every time every time every time I've said that like this is the game to prove that you're this this is the game to you know to prove that down the stretch you're blah 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 every single time I've said that they've lost So my score prediction is probably not going to be what it was initially. The Bucs have uh, upped their scoring total for the last five weeks in a row, finishing the last two games with 30-plus points, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Atlanta was 29. 29, excuse me, sorry. So 29 and then 36 last year? 34. 
I think they score over 30 again, and I do think they win. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to make it tough on them, and this is a game that will be entertaining. Uh, it's in the 4 o'clock window. Bucks wearing red and pewter. Merry Christmas. The Bucks are wearing red and pewter. They're wearing their home uniforms at home. Also, was it annoying to anybody else or just me? I, I Actually, it wasn't just me because I saw us on Twitter. Somebody noted us on Twitter. In the, their post announcing it, they wrote it was almost like they were like throwing a they acted like they were like throwing us a bone. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. all right, we'll wear like, them. Right, well, we heard you. Like, dude, it's your home uniform. Like your main your primary color is red. Like I don't understand. Just uh just like Christmas, red and pewter only comes once a year, is is what I had to say about it. But I'm excited to see the boys don their primary colors for this matchup. I do think the Bucks score 30 plus. I think Trevor Lawrence makes it a game. And the offense is going to have to uh, come through again this week. I got the Bucks coming out on top 31-28. 31-28. Okay. Well, yeah, so obviously the Bucks sitting at 7-7 seven, seven, have a chance to go over 500 for the first time since they woke up on the morning of Sunday, October 22nd. They, they lost the Atlanta Falcons that day, dropped a 3-3, three and three, and have not had been over 500 since. So they have a real opportunity to do something they haven't done in over two months. And, you know, that is, you know, to be over 500. And really, I think a win this week would give a lot of people the confidence. I, I think there's... A lot of people are confident they're going to win the NFC South. It's just I don't think there's – and from my end either, like there's not a ton of confidence. Like are you going to be able to really make any noise in the playoffs? You know, like are you just going to go in the playoffs? It's going to be a repeat of last year. Boom, you're out first round, right? I think a good performance, even if it's a loss this week, I think a good performance in a close game, win or lose, I think would really go a long way in Bucks fans having the confidence that, yeah, this team – maybe not is as good as Jacksonville or as good as, you know, a team they might play in the playoffs, like a Philly or a Dallas, but like they can hang, right? Like they may not beat them, but they can hang. So uh, I do think obviously Trevor Lawrence most likely playing does affect this. I, if CJ Beathard was in the game, I think it obviously favors the Bucks much more. Um, I do think it, it's, it's fairly high scoring. I don't have the Buccaneers going over 30 points again. Uh, I have them just short of that. I'm going to go Bucks 27, Jaguars 26. Uh, I actually think it's the defense that makes a turnover or two, and that's the difference there. Um, so we'll see. It's not a great sign that I'm predicting. We are both predicting the Bucks to win. Uh, um, we'll see. I mean, I'm not sure the last time they won Four straight i'll have to check because obviously the last time they won three straight was in the 2021 season uh the last time they won four straight was i think it may have the, been may have been i mean that, that they that was the best team so like that team in the regular season at least that team was better than the the team that won the super bowl yeah. so yeah. uh let's see here one two three four no oh, yeah they won they won four yep in 2021 yeah that was the last time they won four straight. So that was a fun, um, that was a fun season. That was really fun. Really fun. Yeah. So, so they won four uh, and then they really can have an opportunity to really, really ramp up the pressure uh, on the NFC South. If you lose that cracks open the door, right? You lose that game against Jacksonville next week against New Orleans. Yeah. You beat New Orleans. New Orleans hasn't looked great, but division games can be a toss up. You lose that game against New Orleans. All of a sudden you don't know. Right. I mean, 
Well, you may still be able to get in as a wild card, but like you're going to be seven and nine playing the Carolina Panthers. Like you really want to make the wild card as an eight and nine team again. I'm I'm not sure if that would be enough to even save Todd Bowles' job, to be honest with you. So um, you definitely want to, I, I think, win. And like I said, this game isn't as important as the next two, but every game matters. So uh, you definitely want to win. And I think that the Bucks will give the home crowd a nice early Christmas present uh, on Christmas Eve this year. Yeah, just like you said, I think their performance this week goes a long way in determining what kind of team they're going to look like in the postseason. Even if, if they lose. Even, even if, if they, they lose. lose. Like, if, if, they they lose 20, there, if they lose 27-24, it's different than losing 31-14. to Right, if they lose 31-14, to then I'm going to go exactly back to where I was after the Colts game. Yeah, this team may make the postseason, but I don't have much faith for what they're going to do depending on whoever they play when they get there. But if you play well against the toughest team you have left on the schedule, aside from maybe New Orleans, and I know New Orleans is beat up, and I know a lot of people look at them as a dumpster fire, but... But it's just, it's a division. It's, yeah, it, it's they still a, play it's the Bucks tough, tough. Outside of New Orleans, Jacksonville, the toughest team on the schedule. You got to play this like a playoff game. And they have. The Bucks have not lost ever since Baker Mayfield called the team out. And ever since it's been a playoff mentality, the Bucks are 3-0. and So, a lot on the line for both teams this week. Should be a fun matchup. And Evan, just like you said, I think the Bucks are going to give these home fans something to cheer about in Raymond James Stadium on Christmas Eve. Since it is the holidays, we are going to send you off with our special game preview segment on the Game Plan Show as a part of the Reach TV network hosted by Courtney Fallon. We got with the uh, host of the Believe in Jaguars pod and we're able to preview this week's game. And uh, it's just a cool segment. You know what I mean? We've been doing it recently as a part of the podcast network and it's produced very well. It airs in... Every airport in the country, apparently. I found that out just a couple of weeks ago and got some pictures of it in action. But, you know, it's some uh, extra content that we don't always have the time to put up on the YouTube channel. So just wanted to include it in this week's game preview. And also, we are here to announce that since it is the holidays, first and foremost, Merry Christmas to you and yours. We hope you guys are surrounded by family and have a great holiday. Uh, But we will be back on Tuesday. So This is an abbreviated game preview show, even though we are pushing 25 minutes, may as well be a game preview show. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is an abbreviated game preview show. We will not be doing our post-game call-in show on Christmas Eve. Just going to be hanging out, watching the game with some family on Monday. Enjoy the holiday. Merry Christmas to you and yours. We will return on Tuesday for a post-game podcast. That may as well be our call-in show, I think. Uh, So, yeah, I, I, I think... We will talk to you guys again the day after Christmas, but until we talk to you again, thank you, of course, for listening. It has been another great year for the podcast as the regular season winds down. Getting ready for the postseason, a huge game this weekend for the Bucks, and I uh, hope they come out on top. Evan, any final thoughts? No, just, I mean, ditto. You know, echo everything that you said, and, uh, you know, thank you all for the, all the support for this whole season. Um, you know, obviously the team's had ups and downs, but the podcast has basically been consistently up. So uh, we really appreciate all the support throughout the whole season. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday. So we will talk to you again very soon, but it won't be after the game like you guys are accustomed to. So uh, if you're looking for us, uh, you're going to have to wait until Tuesday, but we'll make it worth your while, I promise. Let's send it over to Courtney Fallon for this week's game plan segment. We'll talk to you guys after the holidays. Merry Christmas. And until next time, as always, go Bucks. I'm Courtney Fallon, and welcome to the game plan on Reach TV, your insider guide to this week's key NFL action. In the game plan, I tap into the Believe Podcast Network to bring you the most important information you need to know for this week's big NFL games. 
each week I like to focus on three key games that you need to know about. And entering week 16, I have circled these three matchups that we need to cover right about now. My first key game focuses on two teams that need to finish strong to be able to clinch their division and make it to the playoffs. That's right, the Jacksonville Jaguars are traveling to Tampa Bay, just across the Sunshine State, to face their in-state rivals, the Buccaneers. The Jaguars, they have been struggling as of late and they have lost three in a row. And now potentially lost Trevor Lawrence as he entered the NFL's concussion protocol. The Jags are in a three-way tie for the lead in the AFC South, making this a must win if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. To find out if the Jaguars can snap their losing streak, let's hear from Justin Dunk from the Believe in Jaguars podcast. Justin, how can the Jags do it? Thanks, Courtney. The Jaguars travel to Tampa Bay this weekend for a matchup of divisional leaders. Jacksonville on top, although tenuously, of the AFC South. Jacksonville quarterback Trevor Lawrence is in the concussion protocol. Lots of uncertainty around whether or not he'll start yet again for the Jaguars. They've been through that drill a number of times already this season. You would imagine C.J. Beathard is going to get a lot of the reps during the week of practice to potentially be ready to start. If he has to go, it seems unlikely that we will know who will start at quarterback up until either Saturday night or Sunday. All kinds of confidence for this Buccaneers offense that features Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. The Jags defense will need to play well yet again, but Jacksonville's offense has to get some production solved and move this football consistently to have a chance against the Buccaneers on the road in Raymond James Stadium. Back to you, Courtney. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate the insight. Yeah, a lot of uncertainty with QB1 and concussion protocol. Can the Jags get through the injuries? C.J. Beathard is the Jaguars' replacement. What did I say last week? Listen, smoke and mirrors with this Jaguars team starting to clear. And if their quarterback doesn't clear concussion protocol, I, I just, I don't know. Me personally, I don't like Jacksonville's chances. While the Jaguars have gone 0-3 this month, the Buccaneers, led by Baker Mayfield, have had a December to remember. They're on a three-game winning streak, keeping them tied with the Saints for the NFC South Division lead. To find out if the Bucs can get it done at Raymond James Stadium, let's hear from Rhett Matthew and Evan Wanish from the Cannon Fire Podcast. Guys, what do you got for me? Thanks, Courtney. Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Baker Mayfield is fresh off of probably the best game of his career Against the Packers last Sunday, Baker went 22 for 28, 381 yards through the air, four touchdowns, no picks, and of course, a perfect 158.3 passer rating. So not only is Baker playing well, but the rest of this Bucks offense is seemingly getting hot at the right time, increasing their point total for the last five weeks. Dave Canales has done a great job making adjustments throughout the season. So Evan, your thoughts on the Bucks this week? Yeah, obviously a, a big factor, I think, is going to be a turnover battle. They're 0-4 this season, so they can afford one turnover. Uh, they had one turnover in Green Bay, were able to overcome it with a 34-point performance, but turning the ball over multiple times has been a recipe for disaster for this team. So look for the Bucks offense to try and continue to protect the football while also being explosive and being able to put up points on the board against Jacksonville. Should be a great game. Back to you, Courtney. Thank you, Rhett. Thank you, Evan. Listen, again, like I said, can Baker Mayfield repeat that performance? He's going to need to. Santa found Florida's NFL man all on the nice list. The Dolphins, Jacksonville, and the Bucks. They're all in first place in their division, but I think the Bucks are on his nicest list. Yes, 
Santa has a nice list and a nicest list. I'm gonna ride out with the Bucks on a high. I'm taking Tampa Bay to edge the Jacksonville Jaguars in this one. Well, that's all the time we have on the game plan today. Go check out the Believe Podcast Network for more in-depth analysis on every team in the league. And don't forget, you can catch every game live on Reach TV all season long. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.